When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Five, four, three, two, one. Touchdown! San Francisco! Hurts does it again! Are you kidding me? This is the game of the year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm fired up for this game. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Now to get a rematch... To me, this is the game of the year up until this point, no question. Earlier on the show, ESPN broadcaster Chris Fowler. What's more likely? Coming up, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Lots going on here in hour number three. Two hours into this program, we'll catch you up to speed. Came on the air, talked about the Dallas Cowboys doing what they needed to do, coming out with a win. But, of course, they're the Dallas Cowboys. They're not going to get the same credit, say, the Philadelphia Eagles is, has received over the last two weeks, losing uh, at halftime in both games, trailing at halftime in both games, coming back and winning games where they didn't look very pretty doing it the entire time. But I guess... You know, when you do that against the Chiefs and the Bills, you get uh, flowers. Uh, if you're doing it against the Seahawks like the Cowboys did last night, you get, well, you got lucky. You know, and, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, you want to talk. Uh, I saw a video that was put out there um, on my, I found it on my X feed. You'll like this, TJ. I should have sent it to you, actually. Um, it was video of um, Dallas um, I think it was the the uh, the Michigan tight end that's on Dallas, right? Was it Schoon- Schoon- Schoonmaker? Yeah. Um, whose knee was down Against and the, the ball Eagles. was on the wrong side of the when he got tackled before the ball even got there, and there was no pass. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one that or play. Dak yeah. getting mm-hmm. ready to score a touchdown mm-hmm. to beat the Eagles, and his foot goes out of bound at the two. Yeah. And then uh, the Chiefs about to beat the Eagles by going deep I and then MVS yeah. it's off his hands. And then the Bills about to win a game in overtime against the Eagles, but Gabe Davis goes one way and yeah. the ball goes the other way. And it's just like somebody's pointing out how the Eagles could easily have three losses right there. Yeah, but I you gotta, that, but, but they don't. But they don't, or four losses, because Winning games. you gotta, you got to count the one they lost to, to Zach. you got to win the game, right? but you win the games win that a, are in front of you. Win the games. So, but, but my point is, is that Dallas won the game last night. And yep. the issue is, in so doing... They had some of their hallmarks, like going for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal to go up in a game Mm -hmm. that you're not tied in because you kicked an extra point rather than going for two. And you go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal with your practically automatic 
field goal kicker, and instead the what ball goes off was. your hands of your pretty much automatic wide receiver, and then you are making some weird decisions towards the end of the game as well and making some of the mistakes that the Dallas Cowboys usually make, but instead they won the game. That's how it came on the air. Uh, talked about the Seahawks, and now this loss along with the Vikings loss, essentially the last two games of this regular season, opened the door for the Packers and the Rams and the Saints at 5-6 and six to win games this week while the Vikings are on a bye and the Seahawks are already done playing. We can have five 6-6 six and six teams Ooh. in the NFC by the end of this weekend. Five of them. That is huge. That's the way we came on the uh, air today, taking some phone calls as well at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Fowler joined us on this program as well from Las Vegas, Nevada. He's calling tonight's game between Oregon and Washington, and I think he uh, um, he's right when he says that the winner of this team, this game goes into the college football playoff oh, yeah. final four. I mean, if Oregon beats Washington, are you going to say, well, you know what? Sorry, you're not in despite winning the Pac-12 championship in the final game of the Pac-12 against an undefeated Washington team that has a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. Sorry, you're out. We've got to put Alabama in because they beat Georgia, and we got to keep Georgia in too because they, prior to this, have won every single friggin' game and championship over the last two-plus years. So, sorry. Are they going to, if Texas beats Oklahoma State, are they going to put Texas in instead of the winner of tonight's game if it is Oregon? I don't think so. They can't, and they shouldn't. So we talked about that with Chris Fowler as well. And also to bring everyone completely up to speed, despite um, the uh, distraction of what's more likely, we're fighting through the fact that our Kerrig machine was on the fritz because of some descaling venture I've never heard of. <laughs> I didn't know that calcium can build up in your Kerrig machine. And our co-executive producer, Liz Wailed, performing what appeared to be some sort of angioplasty to try and get rid of the plaque and the calcium buildup. Plaque. While Brockman was too busy doing what's more likely. (laughs) And I regret to inform everybody Uh on the Rich Eisen Show studio is that Liz lost the patient. There it is in the trash can. I went in the back. I went in the back to see, can we get, because, you know, the coffee that I have here is. We just got uh, that. I got to tell you, it's tepid. It's tepid, and it's not, um, it's David Tepid. It's not good. It's David Tepid. Right? And so it's Jake Tepid. We can't have it. So so, uh, I went in the back to see if I can get a new cup of coffee, and I looked in, and Liz said, I just bought a new one. Toe tagged. Out. I mean, that quick. We, there we, it is. We, we haven't had that for two months. We no. just got this That's one. Brand I mean, new. Uh, you're out of the business. Sorry, Stay Mike out of it, Mike. It. Mike got it. You're out. Mike got it. You're out. You're out. I mean, we can't. Can we? No, that's Mike. the second one. We no, got that's the, the one. second one. You're afraid of the first one. Afraid of. Wait a minute. Yeah. That's the second one. Hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. How yeah. many carrigs are we buying around here? Well, well, this, well we're on number three. Do I like need to be a little bit more uh, well, like, eyes on with the like, budget here? You're like well, the well, David I mean, Tepper of carrigs. Well, we're not the David Tepper of carrigs. We're the David Tepper 
with, with Carrick. Right. Yeah. Different proposition. The day that Chris so, Mike and I made a, a Costco trip. Well, I got to tell one, you. And then that one broke. Then we got a, a replacement. I mean, we need an industrial. This is, because it's getting. I, I this think, is, then this is the Perry fuel of uh, of of uh, coffees because it ain't the Steve Wilkes. F-U-E-L. Guys, we got to make another Costco trip soon, by the way. I can't have it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm still fight through it, though. I, I hope you can make the next. I'm just going to host it. You know what I'm going to do, Chris and TJ. I'm just going to. I'm just going to uh, host it one segment at a time. Hope for the best. That's all you can do, really, Rich. You know, just yeah. go from one segment yeah. to the next. You know, coming up is Tom Pulsero of NFL Network. I'm going to tank up because time. the Tarek machine's not working. Mm. So, don't don't tank. Don't tank. Should we? We'll break that news to to, to Tom. <laughs> Because yeah, he, he enjoyed the character when he was here. We're tanking. We're ta- yeah. Speaking, Speaking of tanking, tanking oh, the Bucks are without Levante David and Devin White this week. The Panthers might win. Nah. They're officially out for the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where is that game? Is it in Tampa? In Tampa. They're going to win that. Like Nick Bakai said yesterday, they shouldn't be favored by six over anybody. Speaking of Here's the thing, man. Favored. I I have heard this because again I don't as you know pay attention to this. Friends of mine have reached out. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll even drop a name: San Francisco 49er fan um, and friend of the program who we've got to get back here because his A plus storytelling always lights up our our fan base. Uh, Kevin Pollock texted me like, "Pray tell," you know. He actually texts the way that he talks. Um, yeah, I would believe he texts "Pray tell." Should I read it? Pray tell. Actually, yeah, just read it. Okay. Why don't we just FaceTime Kevin Pollock? No, nah, that's all right. Here he goes. We'll have him on. <laughs> we really could have FaceTimed Roger Goodell yesterday. We'll have him on. He wrote, he wrote. He wouldn't have answered, though. Just, <laughs> so he wrote, just one question, and I'll take my answer off the air. How the F are the Niners giving points to Philly in their backyard? Is that still the case? Rich, great this question. This was Monday. Yeah. This was, was it Monday? It was Monday. Well, it's Friday and it hasn't moved. It's uh, San Francisco minus three. Mm-hmm. Minus three. Laying points in Philadelphia. I mean, wait, we might go back to what we were just talking about. Philly, you know, has had to come back and win games. They don't look as crisp as last year on their way to the Super Bowl. Um, and San Francisco, we all kind of agree, when fully healthy, Best team in the league. Have we not? They been, are fully healthy. Have we not been here before? We've been here before. Put it up. Put it up. You remember this from 2018? Remember this? Put them up. Remember this? Well, whatever the hell year they won the Super Bowl. Remember this? The dog masks. <laughs> yeah, the underdogs. Yeah. Are we doing this again? Because uh, if you I, could see the one on the well, right, there's a, there's a uh, there's a world uh, there's a conference champion hat on. I would recommend one to the, of the rest dog of the masks. league not doing this. I don't think you want to wake this dog. Are we really doing this again? I'm not. Now, the reason why they were the dogs in the playoffs that year is because Nick Foles was their quarterback. Correct. And Foles had one game, I believe, where it didn't look very good in the end of the regular season. Yeah. So that one. I guess the Raiders, I think. I could, I mean, just put it fully into context of why they were underdogs. In every, I think they were underdogs in every one of their postseason games, too. Correct. All of them at home because they were the one seed, thanks to Wentz winning as many games as he did before he blew out his knee in the Coliseum, going head first into the end zone with Aaron Donald barreling down on you. That's the 2017 Eagles. 2017 Eagles, right. 2018 calendar year in January. Come on. Really? We're doing this again? 
I mean, you got to be kidding me. Why? I, I, and you know I, I love the Niners. You know how I've been uh, caping in many different ways. So, in the, so but in the, come on, really? Are we really doing this again? First round where that they, year. Where they, where, now, again, from what I'm told, Chris, what is the number? Three. Okay. Is it not true? You have told me, because I listen when you talk, your nonsense. <laughs> is it not true that those in Vegas, where, again, I do not know why Mo Green has no plaque, sign, poster, or anything that was to remember him. Okay, I'm, it's on every night. It's I probably know, on right now. It's like Law and Order. It's, so, it's like a so, Beatles song. Doink, doink. When, isn't the home team, doesn't the home team automatically get three points? Okay, so that has been the case, uh, you know, probably all of gambling history up until like the last couple of years. Oh. Home field has been. Why has it changed? Home field has been a little bit devalued in the NFL. It's only about a point and a half to two now. It's not, so let's just go it's on the not, upscale. It's not a lock Let's three. go on the upscale, too. It's not a lock So three. they think the, the, the Niners are going to win by five? No, they think on an even field. Yeah, the Niners are about five-point favorite. On a neutral field. Come on. On a neutral field. There's rain in the forecast, too. Well, I mean, you saw what happened there That's, the last two, two games of them did, been rained did, on. Didn't mean anything last week. They put up 70 points. Come on. We've been saying it, though. Fully healthy. Niners, best team. Fully fully healthy Niners, yeah, but the Eagles are, come on. Eagles secondary. This is nuts to me. By the way, you're you're giving the Eagles exactly what they want. I'm not. I'm picking the Eagles this week. Okay. But But (laughs) this is is like, are you kidding me? Did you get to say to these guys, you know, hey, we've been through this before. Nobody believes in us. You're going to let the Eagles with the most wins in the NFL coming off the wins they just had against the Chiefs and the Bills to play the nobody believes in his card? I think that is Chris Long on the right. Yeah. I can tell by his tattoos. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Are we really doing this again? It's really happening again. I, I, would, I would recommend against it. It doesn't seem very smart. It's not going to work out for the rest of the NFC here. Look, you have to. You, you got to, well, and then you could say whatever you want, just one last thing while it's popping in the head. Going west to east ain't easy. Nope. And I know nope. it's a late window game, but you're not going to plane. It's a six hour flight home, five and a half there with a tailwind. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> In Philly. In the link. Ooh. Like that, 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 that's not a home field advantage. Sly Stallone to start. Bradley Cooper throughout. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to rain Sunday, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry. Now, what was on your mind? No, it's just, you know, the team's 10-1, and right? Like, obviously, I don't like them, but you need a a bunch of different things that go your way to win football games. You have to, obviously, be better than teams on some weeks. You also need the balls and the calls to go your way. And you also need to make sure you're not— a little bit of luck. Right. You also need to make sure you're not in the third or fourth and one situation. Yeah, against them because they're going to convert it. They're going to convert. They're going to score on you. Yeah, Sirianni, first and nine. So Sirianni said exactly. We start first and nine. So it's like yeah, like yeah. The it's thing crazy. with Dallas could have been a pi. The thing with MVS dropping the ball and Gabe Davis going the wrong way. But these are all luck plays that you also need in order to be successful. And you're, you're gonna you're gonna pick up. Going you're gonna pick up? Who are you gonna pick? Pick my. I, I don't know yet. I got to think about it. I don't know yet. Oh, I put it up my two of my favorites. They did this on purpose. <laughs> That's the what's more likely shot. You did that on purpose. Purdy on the left, Hurts on the right. Hey, and if the Niners have any desire, look, I'll repeat again just to put it all in one, you know, one-stop shopping segment here. 
um, the three-game losing streak for the 49ers, you know, you get the sense it definitely cost them a one seed, the way that the Eagles have now been two games in front of them. When it's all said and done, when we're at the end of the season looking back, why are the Niners not the one seed? Well, three-game losing streak, or it's that they lose this game. True. Okay. And I understand your well is like because Dallas is coming through. No, no, my well. You've no. got to be – Dallas, by the way, has to be one better than San Francisco, as you know. So um, the Niners win this one. They're 9-3 and three, just like Dallas. Dallas has got to be one win better than San Francisco at the end of the day. And San Francisco um, needs to be, if they win this game, just on par with the same record as the Eagles. They'd be one behind, and all they got to do is just catch them, and Dallas can help them do that. So this is this is as big as it gets because, again, I and I understand we were hyping up Eagles-Chiefs as the biggest game of the year because it is the Kelsey Bowl, it is the Super Bowl rematch, but... Honestly, that's just for bragging rights and for notches on the signpost to see if um, if you're as good as, you know. This one, though, leaves a mark yeah. about being able to be at home or not for all the conference marbles. You're in the same backyard here. Chiefs and the Eagles will be like, we'll see you in the next time. Two players will see each other on their world-famous podcast, New Heights. This one's different. This one's different. They're going to see each other again, most likely, in January. Where's that going to be? So this is similar to the Monday night game where you're measuring stick. And then the other one is, where is the ultimate win-or-go-home game going to be played? And I guess, according to Vegas, doesn't matter where it's played. In week 13, they put the Eagles in a dog mask again. What are they doing? Sirianni must be like laughing. Okay, sounds great. Good to know. And then Shanahan's going to be, let's make sure Hassan Reddick doesn't wreck this game. Let's keep our guy upright and let's get in the lead and stay in the lead because, um, or or I guess last question for you and then we'll get to Pelissero. Do you think deep down Shanahan would like this game to be the one that Purdy wins it for the first time in a fourth quarter comeback where he's fully baptized as a top-notch, big-time quarterback in the NFL by coming up with his first fourth-quarter comeback dub last drive. Minute and a half, it's in Purdy's hands. Want to win it that way or just the way, you know, obviously he doesn't have his druthers, just come out with a win, doesn't matter. But maybe this is the game where Purdy is, in fact, finally crowned, gets to the back of his checkers row. I think it would help. You know? I think it might help. Probably get Purdy in the MVP race, too, if that happens. This is huge. Can't wait. Going to be awesome. Going to be great. And I cannot believe that there's a certain segment of so-called experts who believe um, the Niners walk I mean, in. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't call them so-called experts. They know everything. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> They're really good. Well, I got a job on Sunday. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Hey, by, by the way, I'll, I'll, we'll see them all in Vegas. We're talking to them right now on uh, Raiders Nation Radio. Shout out, Vegas. Hey, Vegas. What's up? We love you. Game time tickets, everybody. Go check them out. Put them on your phone. And as soon as you see the app, it's so easy to use. So easy to obviously uh, get your account going, too. And it's so easy to, to, to get $20 off your first purchase. We'll tell you that in a second if you already don't know. 
Great last-minute deals, all-in prices. You can get views from every single seat in the house for anything. Sports, music, comedy, theater events near you or elsewhere if you're traveling for the holiday season. Great deals everywhere. And the all-in prices, I mention it every time I talk about it because I do love it. When you check out, you see your entire cost up front. So you're not surprised. No sticker shock. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create the account, and then there's my code RICH. That's how you get $20 off your per- first purchase. Use that. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code RICH for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Network, will join us. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the show, Tom Palacero is going to join us in a second here. Is he, um, is he, um, don't tell me, don't tell me. Is he wearing the Dak Prescott jacket from last night? I I, I don't want to tell you. No. Now, one of our callers said it was, what did he say it was? It was Stingray? said it it looks like it could be Stingray. Stingray, what does that mean? I don't know. Stingray skin. Like an actual skin of an actual stingray? I see that all the time. You make a jacket out of that stuff? He said he's got a belt out of it? That's nuts. That must mean you can make shoes out of that, too. I've never heard of that, but okay. Let me look this up. And uh, I was trying to... There it is. Look at that. That thing is nice. Man. You would wear that? I want a white one. It's pretty nice. White? (laughs) Yeah, I want white. What? I want a white one. You don't make any sense to me. Why? Let's just be honest. I'm going to be straight up. Not a single one of us in studio 
that I'm looking at right now. Could, could, that I'm looking off? at right now that could pull this off. I could pull it off. You could definitely not you pull it off. You would be rich. TJ, when I, TJ Jefferson you, is the only one in TJ. this studio <laughs> that could pull this off. TJ said to me, he's like, I'm ready for that. And he's my... Uh, I got flavor. Chris, <laughs> I, would, I would look like a Miami Vice villain in that thing. Good luck, though. For you. I'm going to buy one now. No chance. Let's find it. I'm trying to Google. You would. You, you think you it. could rock a white one of these, Mike? A hundred percent. Where are you wearing that? <laughs> Where? Anywhere? Where? Anywhere? To, to, to the Vegas. gym. You guys, to the gym. To the gym. I don't care. I. What Where do you, you see how I dress in Vegas? I would buy one I'm of those for you. Stuff. We're going shopping. I would TJ. buy one oh of those gosh. for you if I haven't wasted an insane amount of money on Keurig machines in this place. <laughs> if you were out in twelfth. We're on a third. <laughs> Honestly, our carrot machines are the Carolina Panthers of coffee makers. It's, it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, technically, this will be the fourth. Yeah. I'm trying to oh, my gosh. Jacket. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. And as usual, Friday spot, ladies and gentlemen, from NFL Network, NFL Media Group's finest, Tom Pelissero, back on the program. What's up, Tom? You know, I heard you guys talk about Dak's jacket. I grabbed something off the rack. This is probably the closest I can come. It's yep. definitely not as uh, not as sparkly. <laughs> I just thought, and I'm telling you this, just sitting in front of these lights, uh, yeah. the jacket over the hoodie tough. is uh, hot. Okay. It's not what I would want to be wearing after playing a three-hour game where we've run 95 plays and scored 40-plus points. It wouldn't be what I would go to, but okay. I understand it. Dak's I, fashion I'm just going to go on a limb and say you have a different gland makeup than Dak Prescott. You know, <laughs> just going to go on in that limb, Tom. No offense to your glandular system or anything like that, but you could take the jacket off. I mean, I don't want you to be so hot that you can't it, get it. Is, it is toasty in here. I, didn't, I wouldn't anticipate the glandular system reference on this show either. I'm already, I'm like going back to high school biology and trying to remember what the hell you're talking about. I, and you know, it's okay. We already use, what, what's the word that I used? You liked vigor? Vigor. You yeah. like that? Good one. Yep. Underused. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, what what tell, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor's thumb? What's what's happening? What do you got for me there? He underwent surgery on it. Not a season-ending type of deal, but it's going to be a, a little bit here for uh, Jonathan Taylor to be able to uh, get back onto the field. Now, Jonathan Taylor was playing excellent when he was out there on the field. He finally was starting to look like Jonathan Taylor again. Then, obviously, it's something that he played through. Throughout the second half of that game, they decided to get it taken care of. It wasn't anything that was going to be a long-term type of an issue for them. But it's a it's a shot to a Colts team that's, you know, with Gardner Minshew, a backup quarterback out there, has been getting better and better. And, you know, Shane Steichen's kind of been finding a way forward here. Okay. So what are we thinking, two weeks? What, what, what's your sense you're getting there? Just a couple games? Two to, three, two to three weeks is what it sounds like. Now, obviously, they could decide to go the conservative route and put them on IR, which would take them out four games but this is also the time of year where you kind of want even if they think it might be four weeks for jonathan taylor you kind of want the opponent going into each week thinking well maybe this is the week that jonathan taylor's back there's always some some gamesmanship when yes. it goes to the, into those roster moves late in the season well their uh their next home game three games from now they're at tennessee at cincinnati uh, this is definitely a, a a personal reason why i'm asking I, i'm i'm calling um steelers at colts uh, on the Saturday uh, middle game of our doubleheader on NFL Network in Week 15, so is, is that a, a circle game for for Jonathan Taylor potentially? A circle coming back, or 
right around That's that possibility right, that would you. probably be the logical uh target date uh yeah i always always enjoy when the schedule we get to the portion of the schedule where everything just says tbd you know week 18 is fully tbd this week of the season that you're talking about was like almost everything is uh to be determined there's a lot of people uh, having to adjust travel plans the tb right yeah the tbd for the quarterback for the cleveland browns uh where are we right now friday before browns at rams what do you got for me there Unless something dramatically changes over the next 48 hours, it's going to be Joe Flacco uh, getting the start, which it it makes sense for a variety of reasons. This will be the fourth quarterback they've had. Flacco just got there a couple of weeks ago, but he's played in a pretty similar offense, both when he was with the Broncos years ago. Everybody kind of, I think, has blocked out that year of Joe Flacco's career, as well as when he was with the Jets uh, more recently than that. And you watched him. So I was on the field last year. When the Jets mounted that crazy comeback that I think, Rich, you and like three other people across the country were actually watching. They're down 13 points in the final two minutes. I'm on the Browns sideline waiting for, okay, Browns victory interview, and here we go. And Jimmy Haslam's right in front of me. Uh, They blow a 13-point lead in the final two minutes. And Joe Flacco ran that two-minute drive as efficiently as you're ever going to see it. And watching it at field level was really cool because, you know, a lot of stuff's been said through the years about Flacco, but he's still, he's really smart. He understands offense. He does have one of the things with Joe Flacco that like the people from the Kyle Shanahan tree always talk about is how fast his arm is. Like he's really, even though everything with Joe is kind of big and it looks slower and he's not going to run, his arm is fast twitch. So he can get the football out, probably play more efficiently than PJ Walker, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, even Deshaun Watson have at times this year. He's not as physically talented as DTR or certainly Watson, but there are elements of this that they're hoping Flacco is going to be able to do enough at a time that you're still thinking our defense is really good and can help us win a lot of these games. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen show. And look, you know, the, it's always tough to talk about hot seats because we're talking about human beings and families and stuff like that. But uh, are we done, do you think, seeing interim head coaches in the league this year? Or do you think there, somebody could, could go even in the next six weeks? What do you think, Tom? It's, it's certainly possible. And I think that a month ago, you would have heard a lot of, okay, things are bad in Carolina, but there's no way Frank Reich is out. And I know that owner David Tepper did not want to make the move when he did, but it just gets to a certain point and you're counting down the weeks and you're thinking we need something that we can build off of here. I think that it was it was telling when Sean McDermott, when he made the move with with Ken Dorsey, you know, when he flat out said he was asked repeatedly, why do you have to make the move? Well, we got to walk back into that locker room in five days and I need the guys to know something has changed. Same thing in Washington with the defensive coordinator move. It's a little bit of the same thing in Carolina, although the bigger thing there is. We need to get something out of these next six weeks for Bryce Young. We got to have some kind of positivity. He can't just keep getting beaten into the ground behind a, a depleted offensive line running the same system that hasn't generated points the entire season. I think that as you look at some of the other places, and we certainly can talk about, I think some of them are sure. obvious here. The commanders have made abundantly clear with Josh Harris, they're not going to do anything further before the end of the season. So I would not anticipate Ron Rivera's out prior to the end of the regular season. The Chargers historically have not done anything during the regular season here. And really, when you look at the Chargers, they're not getting blown out in games. The locker room remains really good. They just haven't figured out how to close these games. They got a bad Patriots team up next. You would think if they can take care of business there, they're right back there on the edge of the playoff picture. With New England, I don't know that that's going to be a firing in general. It's a more complicated thing when you're talking about the greatest coach of all time. I would not anticipate right now 
that anything is going to happen uh, within the course of the season. And some of the other teams that have been speculated about a lot, like Chicago, they're kind of finding ways to win games. They've been a lot better on defense since they traded for Montez Sweat. I was at that game in Minnesota on Monday night that I don't think uh, anything is going to end up in Canton from that one. But they kind of won the way the Bears have to win right now, which is just grimy and grind the game down and generate some turnovers and and find a way. So, you know, right now, Rich, there's nothing that I would say, you know, unlike Carolina, where in recent weeks it was very much okay. If this keeps going this direction, we could get a change. It was the same thing with the Raiders where you knew things were bad. I don't know that there's any other place that's this bad, but, you know, check back with me Monday morning. That's this time of year. Yeah, I hear you. I know. Um, and so uh, the Jets are on the precipice, one would think, um, and there's many different precipices uh, uh, that they're on the brink of. And uh, Rodgers had his window opened up. What What's your hearing or what's your knowledge of how he's looked in the first couple of days of that window opening or has he done anything i know i saw the i saw the jets tweeting out uh, him in slow motion spinning it i mean it's never been a question of him spinning it the question is 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 will the jets be viable enough for him to want to come back behind a line that is dreadfully uh performing so what do you think I would say this, and I've you know talked to a lot of people who are familiar with it. I think that all along there has been a great deal of skepticism everywhere, externally, internally, that Aaron Rodgers is really going to be able to pull this off. Now, I I texted somebody uh, there yesterday and just said, you know, it looks like he could probably go out and play flag football right now. And the answer I got was, LOL, he would light it up. Because right now you're watching Aaron Rodgers standing still he still can throw the ball everything about you know his upper body mechanics and all that is perfectly fine and he's so smart you know he's going to be able to play above the level of a lot of different things distribute the football and you would think he'd find a way if he's out there to function but what he hasn't had to do is move and he hasn't had to get hit and if you even go back to those first four snaps of his only appearance so far with the jets what did we see he got hit on two of those plays and he tore his achilles on one of them. So there is still a growth process here. Rogers very much continues to say, you know, listen, next week, I'm going to try to ramp it up. Maybe I can even get back before Christmas Eve. That would, Rich, I would fairly tell you this, that would shock people. Rogers playing this season would still shock people to the extent that they can be shocked about a guy who's back on the practice field less than three months after an Achilles. So they've got to play the Falcons this week. This is going to be a big game for the defense. You know, we'll see if they can do something more offensively. Maybe, you know, Alan Lazar getting sat down for a week might have shared something into him. You know, maybe Brees Hall kind of getting called out a little bit about not getting the hard yards and always looking for the home run. Maybe you get a little bit more out of him. They got to find a way to win a game. As long as they can find a way to win a game, you're going to, you know, be back in the spot where you were four weeks ago before they went on this, you know, brutal stretch, especially offensively, which is, hey, they're still alive. There's still a chance. And you've got a quarterback who, not just for the energy in the building, which it sounds like really has had a positive impact by Rodgers being back, but also for Rodgers himself to say, you know what, I want to do something that's not been done. I want to set a goal here. I want to try to get back onto the field. He's still got to get out of those shoes that are two sizes too big. I mean, there's a lot of benchmarks he's still got to cross, but he's been proceeding at a pace we have not seen. And until the Jets are 
mathematically out of this thing, it sounds like he's going to continue to proceed that way. What are you hearing, uh, Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show? I had Dean Blandino on earlier this week, former head of NFL refs, now Fox Rules analyst. We spent about a half an hour talking about the state of officiating. And I said, essentially, that this is, um, at the very least, a perception problem. And and I know that that makes um, fans come across as hysterical because we're seeing a lot that just is a head scratcher or just flat out being missed. We're seeing a lot of officiating um, look poor, straight up. And last night, Thursday night football, we saw a ton of penalties, the grand total number of penalty yards. It was kind of evenly split between between both teams, it was 257 penalty yards. After the game, Pete Carroll had 10 of the penalties of the 19 that got um, uh, not not called but agreed to. He said, quote-unquote, we've got to get out of that kind of football. So what do you make of that comment, and what is happening behind the scenes? What is the conversation in regards to NFL officiating one game into Week 13? Well, you could certainly see Pete's frustration, you know, at the halftime interview when he said, I want to say it was, uh, I'm disturbed by some of the calls. He was asked after the game about it and just said it was wow. And I think that, you know, when you watch some of the replays, at least a couple of them that jumped out at me, there was one where you had a DB who very briefly put his hand on the receiver's hip. It's hard to say that's a, a material restriction. But one of the things, Rich, that, and this has been playing out for a decade plus now, is with high-definition TVs, with all the different replay angles, with social media, you're seeing so much more. And if you break it down frame by frame, there's a lot of things that you convince yourself that you're seeing that maybe in the past when you only had one replay you know, during the game and you didn't have the high-definition cameras, we wouldn't be seeing it. You know, last night was actually where you're seeing things swing back, where there's a bunch of things the officials are throwing the flags on that you don't see when you go back and look at it in slow-mo or in HD. And is that a a reaction to the way that the league is pushing for certain things to uh, be points of emphasis? That is certainly always a possibility. It also brings us to these broader conversations, Rich, uh, that the competition committee has pushed back on in the past about whether or not you should have subjective calls be subject to replay and the answer from the competition committee roundly has been we don't want to go down that road we don't want to substitute one person's judgment for another particularly when that second person is not on the field watching this game in real time so even when you get down to debates like uh, the hip drop tackle you know Part of the reason there's nobody I had somebody tell me who was very familiar with the thinking within the league on this. It was nobody's going to walk in that room next March for or February for competition committee meetings and say, we want to keep that play in. But how do you write a rule describing that to the point that you don't have a whole bunch of flags that shouldn't be thrown on that play or conversely that everything starts getting you know, or nothing gets flagged because you can't actually define it. And that's a that's a really fine line. We experimented with it once on pass interference. That was obviously a debacle to end all debacles. And so, you know, that was something that the competition committee opposed. They went to that March meeting. The coaches said, hey, we want to fix this. It's the most impactful play in the game. They put it in for one year. It was a mess. Second half of the season, they weren't calling anything. So I don't know that there's a lot of clear answers. I hear the things about we need full time officials. We need to you know, adjust how guys are trained. I think that anytime you have more time on task, that helps. But the bottom line is 
We wouldn't know, Rich, even if officiating were better than it's ever been, we would not be able to tell because we are inundated with replays, with high-definition TVs that keep getting better and better, with social media where you get freeze frames of one thing versus another, and you have this entire like counterculture of NFL fans that's going to be following those types of things. I didn't think up until you know probably, let's say, a month ago or six weeks ago we really had any officiating controversies. You go back and look. I, I thought through the first six weeks of the season, there was virtually no conversation whatsoever about officiating. But then you have games like last night where, and I said this earlier today on the Insiders, the three stars of that game were Dak Prescott, DK Metcalf, and Cleet Blakeman, who threw 19 enforced penalties for 250-plus yards. That was one of the driving things within that game. I don't think anybody wants to see that. There's some politics involved in terms of, you know, when you have the players on the air team saying, hey, yeah, they're very grabby. That's not accidental that the Cowboys players are saying that before the game. How do you enforce it? How do you play? Pete Carroll's always played a physical style of defense. If you take that away, it does impact how these teams are going to game plan and scheme. Yeah, my take was uh, week 13 is my cause, my cleat. That's what we saw on Thursday there night, you know. Um, so before I let you go, the usual. <laughs> oh, that one's going to take me a while. No yeah, problem. I'm not going to be able to get that one out of no my worries. head. My call, yeah. Use it. Go ahead. My call my cleat. Um, so what what do you have in your, in your notebook, sir, that uh, I didn't ask you about before I let you go? What's the one thing that you're hearing, talking, what we should be talking about? Go for it. What do you well, well, when you talk about uh, hot seats within the NFL, and I'll be you know close to this division coming up on this Sunday on game day morning, mm-hmm. one of the things you hear a lot within the league is, does everybody who doesn't win the NFC South end up having significant changeover in the course of the offseason? Because right now, you've got everybody in that division is at or below 500. There's going to be a tremendous amount of of pressure, at least externally, on uh, some of these organizations, whether that's in Tampa, which right now you know is a four and seven team, whether it is in New Orleans, where they've just been gashed by injuries throughout the course of this season. They got a new quarterback. They've had no consistency. They might be without like their top three receivers this week. Atlanta seems to be in a little different category. Um, you know, really, they haven't spent a high pick or a lot of money on the quarterback position. That would maybe be the last piece. I haven't sensed that there's really. Uh, any urgency there. But as this season plays out, that's certainly going to be uh, worth uh, keeping an eye on as we're upcoming here. And then, you know, some of the other things, I think that you look at some of the players who potentially are going to be coming back uh, from injury during the, the latter part of this season. Justin Jefferson is certainly a, a big part of it. I was told last week he was very close to playing in that Monday night game against Chicago. You certainly in watching that game play out and watching how little separation the Vikings receivers were getting, you could say they really could have used him in that game. But that was a good example of how the Vikings do things where it was clear and open communication throughout. They want to make sure the guy is 100% with the bye. He's got an extra week. They fully anticipate next week, full participation, He'll be 100%, and he'll be back on the field against the Raiders December 10th. And then just real quick, the 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 uh, comment by Kevin O'Connell after that game is, is Josh Dobbs maybe out and Nick Mullins in? Like, what was that uh, evaluation of the position comment that he said after that? They are going to evaluate everything. That process started uh, last week. I know that the coaches and everybody else was getting away uh, through the course of this weekend, which with the way the buys are structured right now, Rich, these are long stretches. Teams like the Vikings with a week 13 buy, you're talking about from the start of camp, that's four plus months with no time off. So everybody kind of taking a minute to reboot. I would tell you now, 
If I were making an educated guess, I would say it's still Josh Dobbs as the quarterback. Uh, but Nick Mullins has gotten healthier. He's played a lot in similar types of systems. They, of course, also have Jaron Hall, who they took in the fifth round out of BYU. He looked, you know, at least looked like he could move around in that game against Atlanta, but he suffered a concussion on the uh, the second series here. So they do potentially have options. You would think, though, Jefferson coming back. Dobbs had a pretty good couple of games out of the gate. Let's see when you get the best receiver in the NFL back on the field, how that might be able to help out Josh Dobbs. If it doesn't go well, or maybe they do decide to pivot, then you got a guy, Nick Mullins, who's played a lot of games. Tom, you the man. Have a great weekend. We'll chat next week, brother. See you on Sunday, Rich. You, you bet. That's Tom Pelissero right there on the Rich Eisen Show. How about that? Whoever doesn't win the NFC South, kaboom. So... I'm still reeling no from pressure. Tom not saying hi to us. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I, uh, I monopolized this time. I, I mean, you really did. I all understand. right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH. <laughs> Phone calls. <laughs> Beat it on down the road. Back with more in a moment. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable you will love it jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now you could save 50 percent that's 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com it's that time of year people spring has sprung and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Okay, because we're, we're, we can't... Just let a story go when we're fascinated by it and we're just trying to run things to ground. The uh, designer of Dak's jacket has, uh, has hit the social media world. Gentleman's Playbook calls it super blessed, super fresh, one of one. It's a one of one. one, of one. Royal blue and black snake skin. Mm. Ah, embossed leather jacket with gunmetal silk cargo pants. Custom designed by yours truly. I now like Dak even more. He wears cargo Guy, pants. Guy's name is I'm Tom Marchatelli. He runs Gentleman's Playbook. Aha. So, what's his name? Tom Marchatelli. Tom 
Mike would like one in white. Yes. <laughs> Can you tweet I out? I white or in black. Uh, no, uh, 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 let's go with your initial. White? Okay, I'll take white. You know, that's how I got through the SAT. I just went with my first answer. I that's didn't change it. Gut. Look at me now. Um, so, white, tweet, like, do you think, well, put, can, can we get Mike on camera? Yeah. Do right. you think you're wearing white and black right now? Yes. White hat, white black hat. shirt. What do you think? Black slimming, but I take the white one. I'll yeah, take I mean, the white. You're slimming yourself. I know, exactly. So the white would work. Okay. Mike, we can book an appointment. I can go to his. Appointment? Yeah, is he is here he? in L.A.? I don't oh, know, I but he's got his site. He says you can he's book an Jersey. appointment. He's in Jersey. Oh, he's in Jersey. Oh. oh. Can you can stop by at Al, Al the Jeweler. Sauce's yeah. guy, right? I was initially They're right They're all in Jersey. Snakeskin, think for a Jersey yeah. guy. Rats, what do you think? We, we dress like a bunch of Fazulus. Mike, what is your range? What is your price range? Oh, well, he's, there's oh, no range. Uh, there's no Come range. On, man. This guy, what's he spending money his money on? Start, by the way, it starts at 2K. Fine. He's good. What does he need? More Olaf mugs for his boat? It's nothing for my, Miami. Yeah, Mike. I'm just 2K? You know what I mean? <laughs> starts. It's chump change oh, for good. Miami, Mike. Please. He's got, he makes Dak money. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen you Show, stream the NFL him. on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. Keep listening to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and me coming up on Monday Night Football for Bengals-Jaguars, and it's for free. Get it in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's go to Michael in Arkansas. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. Michael? Rich, how are we doing? What's up? Are we there? Yes. What's up? I said, what's up? Hey, guys. Hey, 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 guys. Chris, Mike. What's up? What's What's happening? Michael in Arkansas. Rich, I have called you every year for the past three years. Okay. And had a bone to pick with you. And isn't it amazing, Michael, how that entire stretch started with Petrino and it's now ending with Petrino as well, Michael? Isn't that fascinating? (laughs) Well, and. If you, if you want it to be, I guess. No, no, it's fascinating to me that he's still there. I mean, let's talk. Let's 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 talk about Connor Stallions all we want, but that 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 guy can't be. Let's we can't stamp him out. Okay. He's not cheating. Well, oh no, yes, he is. My, Ask my his wife, problem, Michael. What's my, up? No, listen. My biggest problem and has been is firing Tomlin. Who wants that? I do. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I say, again, for the third year in a row. Now, now listen, we've had a coach standing on the sideline watching Canada do the worst job possible. I mean, we have a, eight, a six foot seven tight end that hasn't gotten the ball. We've got a guy that's basically one of the best wide receivers, I believe, in the NFL, uh, you know, Pickens. And we can't get a ball to him, Michael. We watched. We, we watched Michael Johnson drop more balls and walk away from a fumble last week. 
I say we hire Peyton Manning as the head coach. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh. I'm going to thank everyone well, for showing up today. Michael in Arkansas, look amazing. at you just, uh, I, I mean, it. what a smoke show you got going on right now. Overreaction is on Monday. Yeah, Michael, will you call in an overreaction <laughs> Monday? Did, did Michael Monday. get a hold overreaction, of Michael? Michael, Michael. Did he, did he Michael. get some of that yeah. TJ Plus? Talk to me. Michael, Michael. You know, one, one thing, the way that I'm living my life these days, and uh, not to go, you know, totally, I guess, um, esoteric or what have you, um, the way, one of the way I live, I, I think about alternatives, right? Like whenever I feel down about something, I'm like, what could the alternative be? And it could be worse. Dude, your team's seven and four. You want to be the Jets? Is that what you want? You want to be four and seven? You want to be four Panthers? and seven with no help? No, no, no. Honestly, you're seven and four. You've got a couple. And why do you think they're seven and four? You think Tomlin has nothing to do with being seven and four? You know, I understand that he, you know, that he stuck with a, an offensive coordinator longer than you wanted. I get it. Right. But, um, you know, part of that may be it's the same loyalty that he, he extends to all the players, and that's why they play so hard and they love him. You know, and, and if T.J. Watt, you know, needed to play peacemaker in the locker room, you know, he's got the locker room, you know, people to, to, to clean that stuff up himself and themselves. I mean, honestly, um, you're lucky. Believe it or not, you're lucky. I would have agreed with you five years ago. I think Tomlin was the right hire, but okay. I think he's gotten too comfortable on the sideline. All right, Michael, thanks for the call. We're almost at the end of the show. Call back more than just once a year, certainly when you're taking that We're off. not going to apologize for winning. That's right. <laughs> there you go. boy, Mike. Well done. So should you look uncomfortable on the sideline? I, I, okay. Because it's high on my damn agenda. <laughs> Let's close with the most important story potentially of the day. We're closing with the most important story potentially of the day. Matt LaFleur just met with the media. LaFleur. Matt LaFleur on Taylor Swift. Is she supposed to be here? That's what I've heard. Reporter followed up. So... You've heard she's coming. Again, Chiefs at Lambeau Field. That's what I've heard, said Matt LaFleur. I mean, okay. Game on. If there is any combination that could be more American than Taylor Swift and the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, I'd like to see it. Damn, damn. Chiefs by 40. Did she play Lambeau? No. What do you mean, no? When she's going through Wisconsin, no. she's not stopping by Lambeau Field? No. That's exactly where she would be playing. I don't think they would let anyone on the field. They're really particular about that. Oh, field. where they don't have concerts at Lambeau think, Field? I don't think oh, they really? do anything. I'm they don't a, do no, anything I'm like a, that? I have, yeah, I have stock, Rich. Mike, I would, Mike would know these I things. I would know. I have stock. That's true. Mike has stock. That's worth yeah, Mike, nothing. Mike has stock. But yes. Her and Lambeau Field for Sunday Night Football. NBC already praying for this to be possible. <laughs> Brockman has this picture. Uh, Matt LaFleur has heard. And by the way, if he says he's heard that, that means, you know, the operation staff. You, she's just oh. not going to stroll through the turnstiles. You know, you got to yeah. prep. Right. Yeah. You got to prep. Okay. So that's, I mean, you thought the Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10, SEC championship games were big. Eagles and Niners. Maybe this is what we're talking about when we come on the air Monday morning. Let's hope not, Rich. Karma is a boy on the Chiefs. She did not play Wisconsin. Okay.